I'm Joe Dawson Gerard, and this time on Back Your People, I'm talking to Mark Davies, a director in our regulatory team, and Laura Smith, an associate director in our employment team, about a recent senior traffic commissioner decision, which if you use agency or self-employed drivers in your business, you really need to know about. We look at what was said, some of the key issues that were raised by it, and what you can do as an operator to mitigate your risk. If you like this podcast, please rate and review and hit follow. And as ever, thanks so much for listening. So the Senior Traffic Commissioner, Richard Turfitt, recently provided some clarification on the risks for transport operators who use agency or self-employed drivers. This got us thinking here at Backhouse Jones. Although we come across this quite often, we wanted to kind of quantify how often We did a quick poll on LinkedIn and turns out that nearly 40% of businesses in this sector tend to use drivers who are agency or self-employed. So I thought it was a good time because there's both an HR element and a road regulatory element to come together and have a chat about this. And just to get Mark to give us a bit of a summary of what Mr. Turfitt actually said. So what did he say, Mark? Yeah, thanks, Joe. So Mr. Turfitt had in front of him an operator that provided drivers through an agency. Every single driver that operator was using was an agency driver. And Mr. Turfitt was questioning whether it was a legitimate agency arrangement. And the reason he was questioning that is because previously that operator had been before him and all the drivers were self-employed at that particular point. He didn't like that. He wanted them to cease being self-employed. Their solution was to provide them all through an agency. He became suspicious of this as to whether it was a legitimate agency arrangement. So he dug into were these people genuinely agency drivers and were all of the rules in relation to agency workers being complied with. And it became pretty obvious they weren't. I see. So this throws up a number of issues, doesn't it? Do you want to identify what some of those are? Because not all of our listeners will have come across this before. Well, first of all, if we just look at self-employed drivers to start off with, the the traffic commissioners have since around about 2015 when HMRC issued guidance to say that drivers of commercial vehicles are very rarely going to be self-employed. The traffic commissioners have always looked at self-employed drivers, providing their services to operators, and found that that is not a legitimate arrangement. It infringes upon the fair competition element of the regulatory regime and had therefore required operators to cease using self-employed drivers and, in fact, revoked licences in the past where self-employed drivers have been used. I see. So that's the starting point, and that has now been the landscape now for probably five years or so. Agency arrangements, though, have not really been looked at in any detail prior to this decision what Mr. Turfitt says in this case is that traffic commissioners will now be looking at agency arrangements in detail. And I think that is now going to be something that all traffic commissioners are going to be looking at in 2024. I see. So, Laura, this obviously throws up some key HR and employment matters that operators need to consider. 
It does. So, yeah, there's there's almost a three-pronged approach to this with Mark and I have been discussing. And the three bodies that I suppose are looking at this sort of topic are HMRC, the Traffic Commissioner and the Employment Tribunal. And it depends on, I suppose, the issue that you're actually looking to tackle as to which body is interested in the outcome. Some of the issues from the employment side are, you know, concerns regarding the employment status, which is a slightly different approach, a different test to what Mr. Turfitt's looking at as to, you know, how fair it is for the use of self-employed drivers and agency drivers. But it, it all comes down to determining whether or not, based on the practices in the workplace, so what your drivers are doing on a day-to-day basis for you, whether or not that should actually give rise to them having a worker or an employment status. And so by using similar tools, which we use in the employment setting to determine worker status, that gives a really good indication as to whether these drivers that are being used by an agency or by self-employed mechanisms, whether it's actually correct that they should be doing that for mainly tax avoidance purposes as much as anything else. And presumably there's slightly different tests depending on which of the three prongs you're looking at, whether it's tax, HR or road regulatory. Gosh, it's quite complicated, isn't it? It is, and oddly, from the employment angle, which is more Laura's sphere than mine, often the courts there are trying to protect workers' rights and find their employees, whereas in this setting the worker, the driver who's providing their services through a limited company actually doesn't want to be counted as an employee and have those rights. And the reason for that is because of the tax benefits to them not to be an employee. And there's also tax benefits to the company. But what it means is that from the traffic commissioner's perspective, they see that as infringing fair competition because you're not paying things like national insurance, pension contributions, and so on. So it's a cheaper route for you and it's more beneficial for that individual driver because they're not paying the same tax either. And Mark, I understand that one key issue is actually control. Yeah, so control is critical, control by the operator, by the transport manager of the driver. That lends itself to the question of who is the operator of the vehicle. It's the entity that's controlling the driver. And where you've got an agency driver or a self-employed driver that is going to be called into question. You need to demonstrate as an operator you're controlling that individual, and that means taking appropriate action against them where, for example, they commit driver's hours infringements or or something of that nature. You can't just let them get away with it. You have to demonstrate that you're taking the appropriate action. And what the Traffic Commission is going to want to see with agency drivers is that you are pulling them up, you're having the conversation with them, and then... If that is not working, they continue to commit infringements, you're going to have to send them back to the agency and refuse to use them going forward. You can't just let them carry on with it. Now, it's actually a vast topic, and we do run a training session on this. The dates will be available on our website soon. I just wanted to give you a flavour today. But can we just go through one or two of the ways that operators can minimise their risk on this? And bringing you back in again, Laura, please. The key way that you can try and minimise the risk is to actually just keep the arrangements that you have via agency workers or those that are engaged on a self-employed basis under review and obviously analyse the 
situation that you're working in because ultimately whether it be in the tribunal or before the traffic commissioner what they're actually looking at is the working practices so if your paperwork tells a different story you know three months later than it did when you first started to engage them or your circumstances have changed it's those sorts of changes in how you're operating your business which would be looked at to see whether or not actually engaging staff in agency basis is actually the correct forum or whether they actually verge into potentially acquiring their employment rights and that might mean that they should continue working via an agency and acquiring the rights but equally it might mean that they have to be actually brought in as an employee on your books so it's a bit of a kind of worms but I think keeping the situation under review is really valuable to be able to check that the mechanisms you're using is appropriate for the work that you're doing. Yeah, and I think what the traffic commissioner, the senior traffic commissioner has said to the other traffic commissioners is that they should be scrutinising these arrangements. And I think what the traffic commissioner means by that is that they're going to be asking operators whether certain information has been provided to an agency driver on day one. There's regulations which require certain information to be provided. Has that been done? After 12 weeks, have the regulations been complied with there in terms of levelling up, in terms of conditions of pay, that sort of thing? And also looking at the agency arrangement itself, is it a legitimate agency arrangement? And one of the things that operators can do is look at the earned recognition scheme, which requires operators to audit the agency so if they look at that scheme or if they're a member of earned recognition already, they're, they're a long way on to achieving that. But otherwise, look at that scheme. Are you using an accredited agency? Is it paying the tax and national insurance of drivers? If it is, then you're going a long way to achieving what the Traffic Commission is requiring of you. Moving on there then, Mark, to your three key takeaways, what would they be? Well, I suppose just to repeat what I've just said about scrutinising the agency arrangement, make sure that it is a legitimate driver agency that you're engaging with, that tax and national insurance is being paid by that agency and the drivers that sit behind it are not using it as a vehicle to be self-employed and and avoid the tax. Secondly, what Mr Turfitt makes clear in his decision is that agency drivers are fine to be used, but only as a temporary solution. The problem is there's no definition of what temporary means. So something Laura and I were discussing before is that a temporary person could, for example, be maternity cover, Mm -hmm. um, but that might be up to 12 months, whereas in another setting, 12 months might be seen as too long. So it's very fact-specific. But the, the point is that the agency driver should be there on a temporary basis. And really, operators are going to need to take a step back and ask themselves the question that, is that objectively going to be looked as temporary in relation to that particular employee? Now, sometimes it might, sometimes it might not. So I think that's a critical takeaway. Make sure that agency is only temporary. And then the third one really is in relation to self-employed drivers. Are they genuinely self-employed? It's highly unlikely that they will be, given what HMRC say in their guidance. So agency drivers are fine. In certain circumstances, self-employed drivers are almost certainly not fine and you need to review that if you're using self-employed drivers. And Laura, over to you for your 
key takeaway? Yes, so thank you. So I suppose my key takeaway would just be that if you are engaging your drivers via an agency, be very mindful of the fact that their rights after 12 weeks obviously kick in and it's equal treatment essentially. And there's, there's lots of things that level up as of the 12 week stage. So please be mindful of that. And it, it includes equal pay for doing the same job, automatic pension enrollment and paid annual leave. Believe it or not, there are breaks in service which can still count towards that 12-week period. So even though breaks can happen, which you may think would sever and stop the clock, there are some occasions where you don't have to be at work for 12 weeks in a row and some types of leave can count towards it, inclusive of the breaks. So I think 12 weeks is a good marker to have in mind for when engaging agency staff and it's certainly a good time to review the arrangement that you have in place. Fantastic. Now, both of you of you are going to be doing the next training session on this, which is coming up soon. So I'll pop the link for that in the show notes. And thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.